Hello, friends. Welcome to the eighth house of astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore through the lens of the tarot the healing hidden within the deepest and sometimes the darkest corners of the human experience. here we are the chariot i am the chariot oh no my little chariot better not wake up or i'm gonna be doomed i'll have to get off (laughs) talk about a little chariot so (laughs) we we have we picked her up well chad picked her up she has been boy just such a trooper all the animals our ac was out we thought surely Somebody would come and fix it within a day or two, but no, <laughs> it was just insane. Oh my gosh. We had to go over to my kids' new house where they didn't even have anything set up. I'm trying to just take care of a new puppy with all the, you know, puppy issues that entails. I was just yeah. so amazed at how well adjusted she was. She's just like, whatever, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> You know how we always live the chariot. Well, that was my chariot was literally her getting picked up in her chariot, her getting transported all around. So she's like the little chariot token. And I guess I'm the charioteer, Chad's the charioteer. You went to uh, Telluride. Tell Mm -hmm. us about that. That was pretty charity. Oh, it was so great. So it felt really good to go back to my nomadic ways, just jumping in my car and driving to a festival and just going by myself for a week or two was like one of my favorite ways of living. So it was actually really cool because I just kind of forgot how much I loved just like solo trips. And um, so it was great. It was fantastic. It was kind of a spontaneous um, decision, which I also really love you know, I wasn't planning on going. And then all of a sudden I could go and I had the time and, um, I, you know, I had help with the ticket and it was great. It was great. Yeah. I feel like that's what I was trying to say about Henrietta who we're calling Hetty. Uh, I was going to say just that easygoing, spontaneous rolling with it, just Mm. rolling with it, you know, and that's where we get Mm -hmm. that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Just um, letting things roll off your shoulders, you know, just that kind of like um, ability to just be in the moment, I feel like is a good chariot. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, So what you described, just, you know, you're being a, your nomadic roots, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is kind of a, when you think about it, those two things are kind of an oxymoron. (laughs) It's so interesting. Well, that makes (laughs) sense given my polar way of existing. Well, I want to add to that by saying that I've had sort of dreams my entire life that I was like walking places. So I don't think the chariot has to be a vehicle. It can Mm -hmm. be, but you know, it's usually associated with horses or horse drawn things or, um, cars, you know, planes, trains, automobiles. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I had, always had these dreams of journeying and like going on quests and walking. And so to bring it back to how I normally introduce a card, right? So today 
knowing we were recording the chariot. Interestingly enough, my tarot card is the dragonfly. And I can't think of a better being to encompass that energy. They're, they're known as the horses of the, the fey people, you know, there's like this mythology surrounding them. The Celtic people thought that they were like literally carrying the chariots of the fey, you know, the fairies. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I just love dragonflies. And so today I was coming back from taking Al who loves his chariot. He sits in a pet stroller while I walk Mazzy while Hetty was asleep. She takes several naps, which is great. She's just like a baby. Um, She's eight weeks. So um, she's sleeping. I went out like usual. If we get a chance, we, we dart out and take a chariot ride. And Al just absolutely loves his chariot. He just snuggles up. He loves the heat. So that's what he does. He just enjoys like, you know hunkering down and enjoying the warmth of the sun on him and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, Oh my God, I hate it. I hate this, but he loves it. So, um, and Massey gets her walk. So anyway, we come back up and there was a beautiful little young blue dragonfly. No, not like the one on my card I was going to see, but it was different. It was like blue and white. Mm -hmm. And I held my finger up because it was going for my car antenna. And I was like, hey, dragonfly. And it landed right on my finger. I love that. So I was like, oh, it's a chariot day. Awesome. So, yeah. So normally it's associated with um, horses, victory, battle. Um, There's normally like the light and dark the white and the black horse, um, significant of some mythology, which I'm not quite sure of. Um, but I think it's just saying, you know, those general themes of good and bad, light and dark that we always talk about, um, mm-hmm. the shadow, the, you know, the light and the shadow. Um, mm-hmm. and yet it's going forth and it's just right. taking on, um, the new thing. And let me get to my, but I texted myself. Um, so I said chariot seven, it's number seven. So it's associated with all the sevens in the tarot um, movement, the sign of cancer, which I know you and I both have tons of cancer uh, people in our lives that we love. Mm-hmm. It's one of those signs where I'm like, why is that the association? Because it seems a little bit more like Gemini, like, you know, flighty and just taking off. And Mm -hmm. every cancer I know is a homebody. In fact, it's my rising sign. So I'm like, I don't want to leave the house. Mm -hmm. And then when I thought about like, I've seen it depicted as a hermit crab. And I kind of started thinking like, well, home is where you are. Home is where you make right. it. You take your that's, home with you. And you said nomad. And it's like, oh, that's so true. And that's really, um, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like, because I, I would consider myself a serious homebody, but at the same time I've lived kind of like almost all over the U S at this point. And it's true. I can find home 
you know, just about anywhere I've found out, you know, you know, it's funny. I say that because I remember being in all those places and thinking, where, where am I supposed to be? Where am I going next? Like, so maybe, maybe there's something to be said about feeling at home easily, but then also feeling like there's another home out there that I'm supposed to be finding. I don't know. Yeah. I do think, um, striving maybe like striving for that, um, there's always something not, not like the grass is greener kind of thing, but it's more like, why would you just settle? You know, like there's always something better. Right. Yeah. It kind of makes me think of the, this idea that, you know, the river of life is flowing and it's like, it's always flowing, you know, kind of like the circle, the wheel, the, the wheel of nature is in constant movement. And so it's kind of like, like that idea of always moving forward. But so like the chariot is, whether you know it or not, you're always moving forward. So finding your home or your place in the movement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, And that kind of brings to mind something I wanted to say too. Um, uh, So on the fool's journey, it is the last leg of childhood. So it's like the left. So there's the fool. And then you have 21 cards after that. So there's seven, seven and seven. So the fool goes through those first, you know, through seven, which is the chariot. So we're going to be finished the, the first leg. So that, um, that encompasses kind of, you know, we've been going through his life the fool, like encountering the family, you know, the birth, the family, the, um, institutions, Mm -hmm. and then the lovers was kind of finding the self and the other. And then, so the chariot can be thought of as sort of the, that time when the teenager finds that second wave of independence, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. there's the terrible twos where they're me now, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but the, um, that, era when you're like really defining who you are and what you want and mm-hmm. going after it. So that going, that seeking, that going, that striving for that thing that you want mm-hmm. um, is the chariot. And so I think it's interesting, like symbolic of, you know, getting that first car, going off to college, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of phase of life, whether you, I didn't do it traditionally, but you know, however it is that that moment presents itself in your life. Mm-hmm. And it might not be just a one-time thing. It could be that midlife crisis. They talk about mm-hmm. getting that sports car you always wanted or <laughs> Thelma and Louise, if you know that reference, mm-hmm. you know, right. just like, it's my time. <laughs> right. We're just, you know, remembering, I mean, we, we get older and we age and we think we can never have this or that again, you know, but when you really, I don't know, part of me feels like, excuse me, that we really are natural time travelers because we have the ability to great, great one to perceive like in the same way that we did when we were 17. I don't know. Cause I feel like, like the wheel hasn't changed just our perception of it has. Yeah. So it's like, if we really wanted to, 
And if you believe you can, you can experience it in the same way again, or maybe not. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know. I do. I do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The the time traveler's wife was actually one of my favorite, favorite books. Um, have you read that? I haven't. I think I might've watched the movie. Yeah. When you're in a certain mindset, when you're going through certain things, you have this lens. So things are going to seem and, you know, appear different. They have different moving parts than they do at other times. And so sometimes things hit you at exactly that right time. So Mm -hmm. I think that it is time traveling. That is a really, really cool point. Like, cause yeah, like my husband and I were hanging out last night on the front porch late, you know, it was like 11 at night. It was so, it was, I felt like I was young and, you know, we were laughing and we were analyzing music to strange degrees of depth and just like, and it felt like it did you know, six years ago when we were first dating and like, I really felt like I was traveling in time. And that's interesting too, since I talked about those dreams that I had, like, so I would dream when I was a teenager, I used to dream and dream and dream about walking in California. And then I really did walk in California. Like I left San Francisco with what I had on my back with my kid's dad at the time. We were just, you know, friends dating kind of, we didn't really date, but whatever it was, um, we, we just took off. (laughs) I was like, I I really can't stand it here anymore. It's so noisy. We were living in the North beach district and it was just on the Bay. I had gone to massage school, um, out in, um, by the golden gate bridge, like on the beach side. So we walked across town, which was, it's not a big city. It takes about an mm-hmm. hour to walk entire thing. So mm-hmm. I walked from one end to the other with him. And I was like, it was on my birthday. And I was like, we're just, let's go. Like I've had it. I can't take it here anymore. It's too expensive. I'm never going to make it in this profession. Da, 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 da. I've done what I've came here to do. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And we had the idea of just walking North <laughs> And because I had lived in Seattle, I knew people in Portland. I was like, let's just go. What could happen? (laughs) We walked across the Golden Gate Bridge at night. And oh, it was, yes, it was intense. It is one of the suicide centers of the world, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So you get that heavy vibe, like, wow, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. really weird, Mm really, really surreal looking down Mm -hmm. into the water that's just black. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we spent days and days just sleeping uh, along Highway 1. It's so beautiful, but surprisingly so cold um, at night, Mm -hmm. so hot in the day, almost a desert thing. Mm -hmm. And just meandering through towns and it was just like my dreams it was just weird like that um so in any case that brings me back to that was a lot like time traveling because it was like Mm -hmm. I saw that in dreams and then it actually happened years later interesting yeah yeah. I feel like dreams are the perfect um dreams are time travel you know yeah you know it's a it's 
Is it astral projection? Because I had that on my list, but it's like, is that oh, the yeah. same thing? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I, I definitely, there's similarities. Yes. I mean, I was actually, I know that you were just about to say something else, but on the subject of time travel and astral projection, <laughs> like, you know, there's stories coming up um, that I've listened to recently where people will be dreaming and present physically in like the room of whoever they're dreaming about so like they appear say as a ghost or an apparition but really the the ghost of the apparition is the astrally projected um consciousness of this person who's dreaming of that of them (laughs) do you know what i'm trying to say yeah i do yeah yeah so i do think it's literally like time travel but also just travel in the moment too yeah I I also had a lot of dreams about airplanes um and like them coming open and crazy stuff like that Um, oh yeah oh that's yeah I I mean the main theme of my dreams are there's always a plane really absolutely there's always like a a journey a plane I mean I had a, a Last night I was on a humongous plane and very often, I mean, I feel like 75% of the time there's something to do. I don't know, but cars too. Like I'm always driving a car. Yeah. We talked about that. Like, and feeling out of control, you're in the back seat or like for me, I've been on a bike and I can't open my eyes or something. Oh yeah. So I guess that, that was the other thing on my list was, and that was, it was just, um, like being the charioteer and controlling your life, you know? Yeah. So it's, it can be very empowering. And I think it's maybe just the first time we do that. It's incredible. You know, it's just such a surge of like, I can do anything. I can go anywhere Mm -hmm. I want. Mm -hmm. And whether that's, in your mind or physically or achieving something. Yeah. So um, what is that about airplanes? Where did we go from there? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm wondering um, just because I don't remember what the traditional card is showing. He's in a chariot, which is, you know, like that's what the curtain is. It's like a tent type thing. Oh, right. He's in a thing and the Sphinx are charging forward so he's controlling their movement interesting all right they look pretty chill to me like they're laying down so they're not in movement (laughs) at least not in this particular yeah it does um, make it a very interesting card yeah um there are so many different takes on it really I mean honestly I feel like this theme in our conversation today is having to do with the fact that it's both suggesting this forward movement but also this um rootedness in yeah home like you can your nomadic roots exactly <laughs> you said it so well <laughs> that's so interesting okay right? cool well you know like everything is always moving around us and finding our balance and our stasis yeah. yeah in that movement yeah I almost think of like the Fred Flintstone car where he like, (laughs) you know, if he would just stand still, he wouldn't be moving. It's almost like this 
Well, that's why I like the hermit crab um, image for it. Mm -hmm. Or anything, a snail. I've seen it as a snail a lot. Oh, interesting, right. So it's not necessarily like fast motion. It's just the fact that kind of like the magician, you have everything you need. You know, if you, we, we could even consider our bodies. I was going to bring that up. Yes. Yeah, and, and even, even, um, you know, I was just thinking about that because when we're, when we're young, when we're children, we're not thinking about it in terms of embodiment, you know? So when you said it's kind of the last stage of childhood, it's kind of realizing, holy tamales, I've had this chariot this whole time, this vehicle of of moving my consciousness forward in experiencing. Yeah. And so I think it's interesting that the chariot was always there, just like all of these archetypes are, yeah. are in us when we're born. Sweet. I got the car keys. <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. You know, and that car keys comes with the awareness of, and well, who knows what, but you know, like what you just said, you could all of a sudden, um, realize that this body you're in is a vehicle for experiencing whatever the you movement of life right right yeah love that well um I do want to mention my first professional tarot reading from okay. the first uh tarot deck I got it was the white witch tarot she's also the one who I've mentioned her before um Maja Dalst, um, white witch of LA. She, um, did the, uh, witchcraft familiars book that I mentioned in, mm -hmm. in past episodes, really cool artist. She does the sort of like, um, it looks like she's, you know, painted temp black tempera paint over gold and she etches out the gold. Yes. It, it's so cool. Yes, so I it's just that. really neat, but I got her deck and I contacted her for a reading because I wanted, uh, you know, my first professional reading to be from the person who um, created the deck. And it was a majors awesome. only deck or it is a majors only deck. Um, and she does the Jungian um, method where it's not like past, present, future, but she does protagonist, antagonist and the resolution. Mm -hmm. Or maybe conflict instead of antagonist. So it's very mm -hmm. kind of Shakespearean. I know she has a lot of literary background too. Um, so her reading for me was really interesting. I was talking about how recently, this was a few years ago, I had recently had the last of my lumbar discs blow. So I mm -hmm. finally had went to get an MRI and confirmed that, you know, this is why you're crawling and you can't sit and you can't, <laughs> my grandfather had degenerative discs and he couldn't walk. So at least I feel like I can walk and that helps relieve the stiffness mm -hmm. and the pain. So that was like this new reality that I was like, like, how am I going to cope? Like, mm -hmm. and I was kind of talking through stuff with her, but that was my question was like, how, how am I going to do this? So it was crazy. I got the high priestess as myself and the moon, the moon was like Ooh. the conflict, which was like, you know, what goes bump in the night? What are you scared of? You know, your subconscious, that kind of stuff. 
And I got the chariot for the resolution. And she was just like, wow. (laughs) She was like, okay, so you just said to me that you can't sit. You can't sit still and it hurts. And what are you going to do? She's Mm -hmm. like, is there some reason you have to stop moving? Just keep moving keep going. That's what the chariot's telling you. You know, I was like, wow. And it was really wild. In fact, she does like channeled writing for her descriptions, her passages. That's right. So uh, the moon had said, she was like, this is unbelievable. The moon says here inflammation. Like that was part of her description of the moon. So I was like, whoa, (laughs) And I remember she posted about it because it was just so uncannily accurate. She was like, so this client was talking about basically arthritis and, you know, inflammation. And mm-hmm. then how is she going to handle this? Stay moving. <laughs> it's just, it's also so funny because like, while I'm a homebody, probably my biggest fear is stagnation. And I think I've said that on episodes before, just mm-hmm. being still being stuck, um, you know, I, she just helped me feel like that's your card girl. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. I think so. I think it really, and, and with the whole dragonfly fly connection, it, um, yeah, I think for me, it's just one of those that just, yeah, it just Mm -hmm. really resonates. Um, I did want to read from a couple of passages. Um, so from the other kin tarot, just really cool. It's like animals, other kin being, animal people. Um, This is a card that speaks strongly of goal attainment, self-actualization, and our ability to rein in our personal drama and take control of our lives. Most depictions of this card involve two beasts, light and dark, horses, sphinxes, or, or fish in this case, that's her card, that represent the opposing forces in your life. There you go. That's what that's about. The job of the charioteer is to exert her will upon these disparate elements and bring them not just under control, but to direct these forces towards a greater goal, sort of Mm -hmm. a mediator in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, The chariot work is about aligning your will and desires. The chariot is a self-centric card. It speaks to your trajectory, the effect you have Mm -hmm. in the world and the ways in which you are molding or seeking to mold life to fit your specific wants, needs, and desires. Mm. And then I like from the tarot of the crone, she's got a witch flying on a broomstick. Oh yeah. So hers is great. The chariot is a witch flying on her broomstick in a sky alive with night and stars. Her face is alight with discovery. She grins into the wind. She doesn't care that others have demonized or trivialized her image, giving her greenish skin and warts. She used her magic to survive adversity and keeps on flying, following her own star, doing what others consider unseemly or impossible. She is wild and wise and moves forward with a taste for adventure and a sense of strength. Freedom is the prize for those who embrace the witch who are not put off by her apparent ugliness. Those who question authority's assumption of what is good and what is evil, of what is possible and what is not, and find their own way. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, from the white witch, 
I fold myself. That was one I was talking about Mm -hmm. that I got in the reading. I fold myself into my wings to pursue the mud made things. Allow your highest mind to drive, direct your transport, visualize. Mm. Oh, look at her playing in the basket. Oh my. She's taking every toy out, taking it to the other room. And now I think she's like, where are all the toys? Oh my gosh. Um, Carol Bridges seems to focus on this idea of resting in the success. Like, and that's a big part of this card for her is the fact that confident, that's what it is. Confidence in the fact that you have set your aim for that, which you feel is an, is important enough to follow and to strive for. So rest in that rest Mm. in the fact that you've decided on your foundation rest in that success and move forward with confidence. Isn't that interesting? Because a lot of the chariots are depicted, as you said, the charioteers and the, and the, the, what do you call it? The animals, they're all just kind of chill. <laughs> so right. maybe that's what that's about is like, maybe um, I'm good with this. And, and if it means victory, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I kept seeing every, in every interpretation I got this and and I love that she calls it warrior yeah never would have put those two together well what I'm thinking to myself is how I wish I could have understood this when I was 17 you know when I was on my first journey forward because I had no confidence I had no sense of foundation how else are you gonna get it though that's what it's there for that that um vision quest that first you know uh, what do they call that? The um, rite of passage. Passage. Mm, right. Of right. Passage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thinking now about how, you know, for, for the developing human, you know, how just understanding something like the confidence that can come with, even if it's not the same foundation you're going to have 10 years from now, right. be confident in it and move forward with confidence that you're doing the best you can right now. You know, and I feel like if I had that from an early age, knowing that just because I think this might not go the way I want it to, that I can still feel confident. Like I, I just, I'm seeing the value that, that can lie within these stories and archetypes and, um, and wishing I had it earlier in my life, <laughs> but Hey, that's what, well, I, I like went, uh, on traditional, a non-traditional path. I, my, so I was kind of like married in high school. I had a a first love. He was older than me. He was already finished high school and he broke up with me. And I was so devastated that I kind of wasn't thinking right. I also had senioritis and I just was like, screw it, you know? Mm -hmm. And the culmination of everything I met a couple of guys who were headed out to Seattle. So I asked my other best friend, also a guy. So there were three guys and myself and I kept talking about, okay, this is too weird. This is the wizard of Oz. Like, you know, cause it was, I was Dorothy and they were, you know, I was like, who's who blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, um, we get to Seattle. That's where we were headed. Ultimately we moved in and it was called the Emerald city. And I didn't know that. And so I was like, it was crazy. I was like, oh my God, I'm Dorothy. 
I really am. <laughs> so that was my chariot story, I think. That's fantastic. I think mine would have to be going to college or even deciding to leave high school early. Seems like right. you did too. Well, I graduated. Oh, I, I got my degree. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. But I think the point is, um, you know, so you can't be, you can't know, and you can't be confident when there is no known and there is no confidence. So it's like Mm -hmm. that, that experience is what the chariot's about and what creates those things. Yes. And I wish I had just had maybe a little bit more permission to feel, Mm. well, to feel both confident and also, you know, cause I mean, I feel like I don't know. I just have this, I've always had this default of what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Maybe we can get to that next. So we're going to take a break. We're going to talk about, we're going to have the um, interview with R who does the tarot of Y and Mm -hmm. then um, your conversation, I think you said on meditation. Yep. Possibly the, the differences between say meditation and, um, communicating with spirit or Mm. well I um, can't wait for that and then we come back to the second leg of like the young adult um in the fool's journey and so we will start with strength and so I think Mm -hmm. you're talking about something that is you know how they segue into each other Mm -hmm. I think that would be a perfect segue into talking about having that confidence and that permission in the self Yeah. I can't wait. I mean, I can already feel some of the healing happening. And that's what she calls it. Carol Bridges calls it the healing. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. You know that. And I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Awesome. Yay. Well, I thought it was great. (laughs) Sweet Sweet Oh, and I have to tell you my earworm is very far away takes about a half a day to get there when you travel by <laughs> dragonfly jimmy hendrix spanish castle magic yeah 